up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, August 3rd. Here's what you missed while you were stuck on the side of the road waiting on the tow truck. Then they take you to a tire shop that doesn't even do auto mechanic work just to tow it to another shop that can't also get the job done. And then finally to a shop that can, but the parts won't come in until tomorrow. Then you call an old school taxi because Uber doesn't exist in the sticks in order to get to the rental car spot to continue your drive home, write and then record your show and deliver it all to my beautiful people. So... How did your week start? Well, if you're the CEO of Microsoft, not too shabby. As of close today, Microsoft stock was up more than 5% on the confirmed news that yes, Trump will ban TikTok in the United States starting September 15th. And apparently over the weekend, he had a chat with Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, and he's going to let Microsoft buy the US operations of TikTok, which is like, um, oh, Okay, so WTF does that mean? Also, it's not just the US operations, it also includes New Zealand, Australia, and Canada, which also is like, mm, okay, why them? Yeah, they're all English speaking, but so is the UK, Singapore, and others. This has yet to be made clear. What's also confusing is how exactly do you split up TikTok to just the US plus three other countries? Quote, it's going to be very, very strange to have a massive network that is bifurcated between two different owners. Are they going to be able to interact? Will users in other countries beyond those listed be able to download the US version of TikTok? If not, that would sure seem to negate quite a bit of value for both sides of this equation. The real question is how much? And even bigger, does such an unnatural decoupling fundamentally change what TikTok is in some way? If China split the internet in two, the US may have just split it again. This is obviously not a great precedent, end quote. And then there's also the whole question of India. See, they banned TikTok months ago. So ByteDance just built another app, Yin, which is basically a clone and fills the void. It's the number one app in India right now. And like, is TikTok even going to change? Like, don't we just expect Microsoft to keep doing the exact same thing that TikTok is already doing? So all that data, no, it's not going to go to the Chinese. It's just going to go to Microsoft instead. Is that actually better? Maybe it doesn't even matter because check it. Ben Thompson in his amazing Stratechery newsletter had a great write-up as well. Link in the show notes, but he puts it this way. It's not about the data that TikTok gets in, but it's actually about the visuals that it puts out. Now you may think, well, isn't TikTok just about dancing videos? Ah, it used to be, but now you can post almost anything that's less than 15 seconds long. And what you see, that's the algorithm at play, which by the way, we aren't even sure Microsoft is going to actually get access to. See, he says, quote, the point though is not just censorship, but it's inverse propaganda. TikTok's algorithm is free to promote whatever videos it likes without anyone knowing the difference. TikTok could promote a particular candidate or a particular issue in a particular geography without anyone except 
perhaps the candidate now indebted to a Chinese company knowing about it. You may be skeptical this might happen, but again, China has already demonstrated a willingness to censor speech on a platform banned in China. How much of a leap is it to think that a party committed to ideological dominance will forever leave a route directly into the hearts and minds of millions of Americans on touched end quote or to put it more succinctly people bucket tiktok in with the other social media apps and services because it looks like one and it's used by young people and sure there are social elements to it but the way that it serves up the content is not one of them in that way tiktok is almost more akin to netflix it's a service that uses algorithms to show you what quote-unquote you want to watch hmm all right so that's mostly everything but to finally wrap up the tiktok news for today trumpito also spoke about it at his press conference and somehow he seemed to imply that he thought that the u.s government should get a cut of this sale between two private companies uh i don't think he actually knows how the economy works because this sounds like an open bribe and now i definitely know he's not a conservative or a republican All right, over the weekend, a Tampa Bay teenager was arrested by the FBI, 17 years old. Apparently, he was the mastermind behind that massive Twitter attack that was able to get control of the accounts of Barack Obama, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, and many, many others. Supposedly to run a Bitcoin scam. And yeah, they, they did profit something like $117,000 we talked about before. And yes, he wasn't alone. There were two others, one from the UK and one from Orlando. But he was the one that tricked a Twitter employee into believing that he was in the IT department. And apparently it's not his first rodeo. The New York Times had a write-up on his history and he's done Bitcoin scams in the past as well. He started by hustling digital merch on Minecraft. He also got into the game of stealing and selling highly valuable social media usernames. I did not know that was a thing, but apparently if your social media tag is a very short word, people want to buy it. He also got into SIM swapping too. That's the process where they call your carrier, figure out who you are and get them to move your phone number to their SIM card so they can start doing your two-factor authentications, etc., etc. Cool social engineering hacking. So he's done a lot. Quote, prior to the Twitter hack, Clark's most serious run-in with authorities is said to have taken place in 2019, when a username reportedly associated with Clark was linked to the theft of 164 bitcoins, worth around $856,000 at the time from a Silicon Valley investor. 100 bitcoins were later seized from Clark by the Secret Service. One of his friends, James Joe, told the New York Times that the incident had shaken Clark, end quote. But apparently, not shook enough. Florida is charging Graham Clark as an adult with over 30 felony counts. So I'm betting it wasn't worth it. All right, Google finally stepped out of the dark this year and dropped not one, not two, but three new phone announcements. The Google Pixel 4a, the 4a 5G version, and the Pixel 5. The 4a is available for pre-order right now and comes out at a budget price of $349. The 4a 5G version, well, that's going to go up to $499. Under $50 for 5G sounds a lot, but... Hmm. And that ships this fall. And then 
then there's the Pixel 5. It's also a 5G, but there's no price and there's no release date other than this fall as well. We actually don't know much about either of those two 5G phones, except that, yep, they have 5G and I'm not sure which version. But the Pixel 4a at $349, well, that's gotten a bunch of reviews already and they're all in love for a budget phone. See, it's priced below the recently released OnePlus Nord, the Samsung S71, and even the iPhone SE second gen. And it has the specs to be a worthy competitor, at least among Android phones. It has that clean vanilla version of Android, a 5.8 inch display, 12 megapixel rear camera, 8 megapixel front camera. It records 4K video, although only at 30 frames per second. And it has a 3140 milliamp hour battery, which I'm told is a good size. Six gigs of RAM and 128 gigs of storage at the base level is also very good. Again, I'm told. No fancy unlock mechanism though, just the standard fingerprint sensor on the rear of the device. I mean, it's a budget phone and it's priced to sell. There's not really much else to say here on that, but we will update if and when they drop those 5G models, including, I'm assuming, the much better equipped Pixel 5 later this fall. And listen, yeah, that story was a bit short, but hey, I don't mind keeping the Google News going. There's no hate because, hey, they've been busy. Yeah, real busy. First, Google today announced that they were really getting into that home security market because they invested $450 million into ADT, the country's largest security monitor, essentially buying a six and a half percent stake in that company. And now ADT will be the smart home security brand because they'll now be exclusively installing Google Nest products, including their cameras, the smart thermostats and smoke detectors and everything else included in the not very well known Nest Secure product. So now basically the Nest products will get ADT monitoring and the Google products will get an army of installers. Quote, ADT says each company will commit an additional $150 million subject to the achievement of certain milestones to be used for co-marketing, product development, technology, and employee training to advance the partnership. End quote. So now Google can be fully integrated into your home. And what's left? Well, you know, they're really just after your data. So like now they get even more data to help know when you're home and when you're gone and how long you sleep sleep, etc. I mean, they're just gathering more and more stuff about you. So what other data do they want more specifics on about the things that you're buying and spending your money on like your wallet? I mean, they already have Google Pay, but that's just for specific payments. And they have Google Wallet, which just puts all of your cards together in one application, but it just held other cards. What they really want is all of your transactions, but they would only be able to get that by integrating with your bank, which I'm sure most of the big ones really wouldn't want to do. So Google just went off and did the next best thing. Maybe even the better thing for them. They'll just become a bank or at least offer you banking services. Yep, that's what's next. Google today announced that it's partnering with six more banks to offer digital checking and 
savings accounts to Google Pay users in the US. Now they did previously announce a deal with Citi and SFCU, so now the total is up to eight. Quote, much like the mobile banking services offered today by a number of startups, Google will provide the consumer-facing front end to the digital banking services it makes available, while the accounts themselves will be held by the FDIC-backed partner institutions. Though it won't host the bank accounts, it will be able to draw on data in order to offer customers financial insights and other budgeting tools. For the partners, the service gives them a way to market their brand to consumers in an increasingly mobile-first, online-only market, end quote. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we just have this company in a congressional hearing because the government feared they were getting too large? Is this the right timing for a move such as this? And isn't this just more of the same shit? we're banning tiktok for like what is tiktok doing that google isn't already doing other than be chinese and finally to wrap up this long ass day here's a story i ran into that made me chuckle gasp and cry inside all at the same time see i chuckled because i had a conversation earlier this week with some friends of mine on another podcast insensitive culture go check it out if you like crass comments and pop culture link in the notes. This was about how incredibly hard it would be to lose Jeff Bezos type money. I figured, hey, it could happen. Neither of my co-hosts agreed. And mostly they're right. I mean, yeah. Anything's possible. But it would be incredibly difficult. But if you keep making decisions like Johnny Depp, anything's possible. Listen, always have a finance guy. Then you hire another guy that he doesn't know about to check his work. And then you hire a third guy to check that guy's work. When you're dealing with this much bread, you got to do crazy shit like that. Johnny put it this way to The Guardian, quote, I was in the early stages of learning from my recently acquired new business manager that the former business managers had taken quite a lot of my money. They stole my money. It was put to me this way because I had no idea about money or amounts of money since Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and three i had and this is ludicrous to have to state it's quite embarrassing apparently i had made 650 million dollars he explained and when i sacked the former business managers i had not only lost 650 million dollars but i was 100 million dollars in the hole because they had not paid the government my taxes for 17 years and quote whoa 750 million dollars poof because of bad choices and not paying attention see he should have listened to his own advice or rather that of his alter ego jack sparrow quote me i'm dishonest and a dishonest man you can trust to be dishonest honestly it's the honest ones you have to watch out for Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of this day. And yeah, it's been a long, tedious, annoying one. So I'll just leave you all a bit early, but thanks for listening. If you like what you heard today, please remember to share with your friends. And as always, remember to stay focused. Stay proud in everything you do and stay strong and dedicated. Dodge the rest. Catch up with Quest. I got you with the news.